You're listening to the Joy and Peace Podcast for Catholic Singles. The podcast aims to inspire you to enjoy your season of singleness as you prepare for marital happiness. And now your host, Shana Sino. Hi, this is Shana Sino. Thank you for joining us at the Joy and Peace Podcast for Catholic Singles. I have a quick question for you. Is writing a book in your bucket list? If the answer is yes, I have a gift for you. I've written an ebook called Why You Need to Write a Book, and I'd like to give it to you for free. In this ebook, you will discover the biggest rewards of becoming an author, how to succeed as an author, and the 10 compelling reasons why you need to write a book. You can download it for free, just go to theauthorsvoice.net slash book. Again, that's theauthorsvoice.net slash book. We'll also put the link in the show notes. Alright, enjoy the podcast! Hi, this is Shana Sino, your host for the Joy and Peace podcast. If you're single like me, the Joy and Peace podcast is built because we want to inspire singles like you and me to enjoy our season of singleness as we prepare for marital happiness. For this particular episode, someone I met in one of these virtual Catholic events. He's a San Francisco Bay Area native, born in Auckland, who grew up in Alameda. He's a part-time airman or Air Force. He's a long-distance runner. In fact, he was a college cross-country and track runner at St. Louis University. He's also a writer. In fact, I've read some of his writings, and he's really good. And of course, he's a Catholic. He's also single, by the way. So today, our topic is about the Wild West Catholic dating in the San Francisco Bay Area. So I'm so pleased to welcome to our show our guest, Neil Rodriguez. Hi, Neil. Hey, Shaw. How you doing? Good. <laughs> it's morning here. It's 11 a.m. Um, how about in your area? Oh, it's uh, 7 p.m. and uh, about 57 degrees, which is a normal winter for the SF Bay Area. So, uh, yeah, it's like the same weather all year round. So, wow. Yeah, uh, I'm sure it's pretty hot in the Philippines, right? Yes, it, this is a tropical country, which I really love. <laughs> I'm not used mm-hmm. to the cold weather, but I, I'd love to experience snow um, sometime soon. So, Neil. Thank you. Thank you for saying yes to this interview. We'll be very vulnerable in these interviews. I'll be asking you a lot of questions. Oh, go for it, please. From a guy's perspective. And thank you for being open. So to start with, I want to ask you, what are you most grateful for right now in your current relationship status? You're single, right? Uh, yeah, that's correct. Okay. Okay, uh, let's see. Yeah, so when you're single, uh, you go on a lot of dates, and especially in the SFA area, uh, it's pretty, uh, there's a lot of variety here politically and in what people believe. And so you're going to be going, you're going to be meeting a lot of different people and going to going on dates with liberal people, conservative people, going uh, on dates with uh, Catholics who are uh, trad or traditional or Catholics who are just casual Catholics, right? So uh, there's a lot of variety and you get to meet a lot of people when you're single. Uh, also, um, I do a lot of traveling. So in the SFA area is a pretty big region, right? So uh, I'll have dates in Oakland, I'll have dates in San Francisco or in the South Bay, San Jose, Silicon Valley. So do a lot of traveling and get to see different, uh, go on different hikes in the SFA area. It's beautiful. Uh, and uh, yeah, also uh, focusing on uh, when you're single, you got a lot of time to focus on self-improvement. So, uh, right. you know, lots of reading and writing and 
uh, running and military duty and doing all the things, you know, to make yourself, make myself a more uh, desirable uh, prospect to women, right? So, <laughs> I love that. Self-improvement. I, I heard that if you want to be a good wife or a good husband, it's so important to work on yourself while you're still single. So I'm, I'm glad that men like you are men, because I, I know a lot of women do this. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that men like you also mm-hmm. do that. So, oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's true. Yeah, men, uh, at least, well, I guess, you know, highly desirable men fo- try to focus on self-improvement. <laughs> some don't, some don't, which is, you know, noticeable. But, uh, you know, I try to try to do my best to, uh, you know, and be my best self for, uh, you know, the Catholic women that are out there. So. so when it comes to self-improvement, what are the things that you do? That I do? Uh, well, I mean, I'm doing like a top 100 classical novelist right now. So I'm doing a lot of reading. Uh, and then I think you read some of my writing. So I try to yeah. write like one short story every day. Uh, I'll probably try to build up to an actual novel at some point, but yeah, that's, that's a, that's a long way off. But, uh, I know that you're the, you're kind of the queen of the, uh, 100 day novel. So I'll, uh, definitely ask you for writing advice. Yeah. I, I read some of your writings and they're really good. So I want to, so I want to ask you briefly, I, I know I already asked you this uh, privately by a message, but for the benefit of um, people who are listening or who are watching mm-hmm. this, where do you do, draw inspiration in what you write? Okay, yeah. So I was a history major, so I like to do a lot of writings in like different historical periods. Uh, so I think the one you wrote took place in Ukraine during a famine in 1932-1933. Now I just have like a Facebook, a Catholic Facebook writing group that I like admin and uh, I just pick like one theme every day and I just like write like, it'll take, it'll take me like 15, 20 minutes and I'll just write like a 500 to 1000 word short story about that theme. So I think one theme for the story that you read was Russia. I just picked Ukraine because it's the only thing I can really think about the time. But uh, my goal is to kind of just, uh, you know, do different things and try to branch out. And then eventually, you know, my writing will get good enough that I can build my way up to, to bigger bigger things so oh i love it and i look forward to you publishing your book maybe a full oh book. uh well you know that's a long way off but uh you know we'll see yeah N- nothing's impossible so neil right. can you can you tell us about your how your relationships before i mean what was your dating history if that's okay with you and uh, more importantly what is the what what is the number one lesson that you learned from your previous um, dates or previous romantic mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had a few relationships, uh, not short-term, but, you know, I'd say medium relationships. Um, I guess the biggest thing, I think the two things that I thought of when you asked me that question was, uh, number one, knowing yourself. Um, you can't really find someone you're compatible with unless you're comfortable and honest with yourself about who you are, what you believe, and what you want. And if you are, and this is another point that I really want to bring up with people, because I think a lot of traditional Catholics and really just Catholics in general, and this could be, you know, liberals or conservatives or whatever, right? I think um, if you're truly comfortable in what you believe, then it doesn't matter if the person you're dating doesn't share your opinion, right? Now, if you're not comfortable in what you believe and you're not secure in that, then you're going to try to find somebody who absolutely shares your opinion so they can validate uh, the opinion that you hold, right? And so uh, for me, you know, I don't have to find someone that believes exactly what I believe because I'm secure in what I believe, right? Now, a lot of people get pissed off at that statement, but that's fine. So. 
Oh, wow. So it's so important to know yourself and know mm-hmm. what you believe in, right? That's true. Uh-huh. So what do you say, Neil? For example, you're dating someone uh, whose values are not aligned to your values. Is mm-hmm. that a deal breaker for you? Uh, it depends what those values are. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I've obviously dated people that don't share 100% of my opinions, but I try to look at like the foundational things that really, really matter. Um, I mean, I can't really bring to mind, I'm not going to go through the specifics right now, but, um, you know, let's say like, oh, I don't go to mass, you know, uh, I don't go to mass every day. Right. Like I try to go to mass every day, but if my spouse doesn't go to mass every day, if they just want to go on Sundays, you know, that's fine. Right. Like no, no big deal. Right. Or like, uh, God, what else? I mean, there's other things. Right. But I just try to look at like the, the, the important things. Like, do they have a good personality? Okay. Are they supportive? Um, also another thing I want to talk about, I think, uh, I mentioned knowing yourself, but also this is another big one that I think people really don't think about is you don't, don't date who they don't date, who they are, date, who they're going to be in 10 to 20 years. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who's that person going to be in 10 to 20 years? Mm-hmm. That's who you want to date. Right. I think so, so many people are just so focused on like who that person is now, you know, do they look good? You know, uh, what are their habits right now? Right. But look at that person's potential. Look what's important to them and look, you know, who are they going to be in 10 to 20 years? Okay. And whoever that person is, that's who you want to date. So, uh, yeah, that's another thing. That okay. I kind of think. Wow. That's, that's so cool. So you look at the, the person's potential. I, I believe in that, uh, at a certain level, I heard another perspective from Jason Everett, wherein he would say that you don't date someone expecting that person to change. Mm-hmm. You date that person and because you don't want that person to change. Something like that. It's like you don't date a person and make make that person a project. Okay, mm-hmm. I want to change. Maybe he will change the, his drinking habits or maybe he mm-hmm. will change his certain qualities, etc. Mm-hmm. You date the person because of who she is or he mm-hmm. is right now. Yeah. I'm not sure if well, that, Jason is... Yeah, well, I mean, okay, obviously don't date somebody who has issues, right? And you're like, oh, I'm going to fix this person, right? Well, that's not like a healthy way to look at it. But I'm just saying like, maybe this person doesn't have, you know, they're, they're, uh, isn't all together right now. Now they don't have any bad habits or anything. Maybe they don't have, they're not, you know, all together right now, but you know that they have a lot of potential and that they're going to be there in 10, 20 years. You know, don't disqualify that person because- they don't have it all together right now, right? Look at who they're going to be. And, you know, likewise, people that have it all together now and look really good on paper, but maybe there's some issues, right? Yeah. Don't, you know, feel too eager to jump into that relationship because those issues will pop up, you know, mm-hmm. uh, later on in the relationship. So, you know, it's complicated, but uh, yeah. Yeah, so it's based on the context. I, I get you. Uh, like, for example, if I meet a man and that man is not yet financially that stable, but I can see that he's really hardworking, he has a vision and things like mm-hmm. that, I can see where he's going. So I can still consider that man. So that's mm-hmm. from a woman's perspective. So, yeah. Nilo, <laughs> I'm excited to jump right into the main topic of our conversation today. By the way, our podcast is currently being listened to in at least 24 countries like the Philippines, the US, Germany, Canada, holy United holy. Kingdom, Australia, India, Taiwan, Poland, etc. Mm-hmm. But for this particular topic, we'll talk about the Wild West, Catholic dating in the San Francisco Bay Area. Okay. So, 
Neil, why did you call it Wild West? Oh, well, uh, let's see. Uh, I guess in the SFA area, as opposed to other states in the United States, where you may have like one brand of Catholicism and that's about it. Like, for example, let's say you live in like some small town in Kansas, right? Everybody's pretty much going to believe the same thing, right? But in the SFA area, you have so many different people and so many different political views and so many different shades of Catholicism. You've got progressive Catholicism, you've got traditional trads, traditional Catholicism, you have uh, casual Catholics, moderate Catholics, right? It just goes on and on. And so I call it the Wild West because it's like, you never know what you're going to get. There's just so many different belief systems. And it's not just one type of Catholicism. There's like, you know, a hundred different types of Catholicism. So it just gets very chaotic. Um, but you know what? It makes it fun though, right? Because you don't just want to, you know, you don't want to just be, uh, exist with one shade, with one shade of Catholicism. You want to experience, you know, a hundred different shades because it makes, uh, makes things a little more interesting, right? So that's kind of how I look at it. How is dating in the San Francisco Bay Area different or unique? Oh, uh, let's see. How's it different or unique? Um, well, okay, okay. So, basically, uh, okay, here we go. The sheer variety of people, okay, you've got a lot of people uh, coming and going, okay? And because of the SF Bay Area, uh, people tend to take things to the extreme. So basically, uh, my mom goes to a very progressive uh, Catholic church in Berkeley. Now, I don't know, now for the people that are listening to this uh, podcast internationally, Berkeley is a very liberal progressive city uh, in the SFA area and really the country. It's kind of like the uh, the uh, epicenter of like the uh the free, you know, the free rights movement and so on and so forth. And then like the 1960s, it was, it was very, uh, it's very prominent in the 1960s. Um, so basically she goes to a very progressive church, very liberal progressive church. Um, on, you know, and I go to a, a very conservative church and uh, also in Oakland, which is like, you know, 10 minutes away. Right. And so you have this kind of dichotomy that exists in the Bay area. We have very, you know, very conservative versus like very liberal. And it's not like that everywhere. So uh, that's something. Also, I kind of skipped over my main point. But uh, also, uh, for example, uh, dating is different. I was going to different. Okay. Um, also, uh, yeah, you know what? That's kind of that's kind of what I want. That was basically the gist of what I really want to say. Wow. My, my notes. Sorry, my notes are kind of chaotic right now, so I'm trying to like balance that. No worries. So, so Neil, I, I'm curious because here in the Philippines, I'm not really sure if there are different types of Catholicism. Maybe mm -hmm. what I know is there is the normal Catholic mass that we go to and there's the Latin mass. Mm -hmm. So how is that the progressive Catholicism different from the normal <laughs> Catholic? Okay. Um, yeah. So, okay. For example, like my mom's church, like they have like Black Lives Matter, like sprawled on the front of the church. Right. So that would like never happen at a very traditional conservative church. Um, you know, lots of lots of progressive Catholic churches, you know, they're pro, they're pro uh, choice. Okay. They're not, uh, they're not pro-life. And, uh, you know, they like, for example, okay. 
in high school, in high school, my, my, uh, the priest, the priest at my parish in high school came out as gay and the SF, the SF Chronicle, which is the, which is the big newspaper here in the Bay area, uh, basically wrote like a big article on it. Right. It made national news. Uh, also the priest at my mom's parish, they did a big national story on him because he basically called out the bishop for being racist. So like, there's just a lot of drama and a lot of like political stuff that's going on as a area that a lot of Catholics across the country don't experience. And I kind of, you know, I, I enjoy it. I think it makes, it makes it, you know, very interesting and fun. So, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So just a big dichotomy and, uh, yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of what's going on. Interesting. So what are the challenges or benefits of dating in the San Francisco Bay, Bay Area? Okay, challenges. So here we go. So I'd say the big challenge is that women and men um, tend to have unrealistic expectations. So basically, uh, because there's so many people and everyone in the Bay Area is so educated and makes a lot of money and, you know, are, you know, relatively healthy, right? The women here have extreme expectations for, for men, all right? So they expect every, they want their guy to be over six feet, okay? If you're not over six feet, that's like a big problem here, okay? Uh, what else? If they look a certain way, they have to make a certain amount of money. If they don't, if they're not a lawyer or a doctor, they don't work in tech, okay? It's like, there's like, they had just, the women here just have really, the Catholic women here uh, just have really high expectations. And, you know, I don't feel that that's like a healthy way to look at it because, um, you know, you may miss out on some guy that may, you know, not check every single box, but, uh, you know, may be perfect for you, right? So you never really know. Um, what else? Uh, you wanna talk about the benefits? Sure. Okay, yeah, the benefits uh, is basically... Okay. Before you talk about the benefits, so I want to know, how about the assumptions or expectations of men like you, Catholic men like you? Ooh, okay. So for the men, they tend, you know what, to be quite honest with you, they tend to have... No, I'm not this way. Okay, I'm not picky. But lots of guys, you know, uh, are picky in SFA area because you're dealing with so many women that, you know, are kind of top of the totem pole, right? And so they kind of uh, imagine, you know, they, 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 they put off what could potentially be a good thing with, you know, a good girl to get someone who's better, right? So it's like, it's like this eternal chase for the shiny penny. And uh, what it ends up with is uh, you got these girls who are like in their mid to late thirties on Catholic match and they're good looking and educated. You're just like, why are you, you know, still single, right? And it's because they just have these unrealistic expectations. And before you know it, you're in your late 30s and uh, the party's over. So, uh, yeah. Same with, same, same with well, guys, you know, have a little bit more flexibility for obvious reasons. But, uh, you know, that's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of a, it's kind of it's kind of a depressing, depressing facet of the Catholic Bay Area dating scene. So, Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for uh, pointing that out, Neil. Actually, mm -hmm. one of the reasons why I we have this Joint Peace podcast is because we want to have a venue where Catholic men and women, single men and women, can meet. Mm -hmm. can meet. Um, because, you know, there can be unrealistic expectations on the part of women. There can be unrealistic mm -hmm. 
expectations on the part of men. So mm-hmm. we want to have a venue wherein we can understand each other. And mm-hmm. what really puzzles me is that there are a lot of Catholic single men who are looking for a potential spouse. And there are a lot of Catholic single women who are looking for a potential spouse for mm-hmm. their potential spouses. But for some reason, we, we do not meet, right? We do want yeah. to meet the one. So this is a venue wherein we can, men and women can talk, like single men and women can talk mm-hmm. and um, clarify differences. And I get to ask your point of view as a man. You can get to ask my point of view as a we, as a woman. Mm-hmm. And we also have uh, men, women, men, married couples who are guests who can mm-hmm. help us clarify things. So mm-hmm. thank you. Oh, for uh, sure, for sure. Yeah. So let's talk about the benefits. So, so what are the benefits of dating in, in the San Francisco Bay Area? All right. We're still on what challenges, benefits are there to Catholic dating as a Bay Area, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Benefits. It's basically the op- It's basically the same thing I just said for the challenges. Uh, highly educated, high earning, healthy, uh, well-rounded in terms of being exposed to different belief systems. Uh, so you know, yeah, well-rounded. And, uh, that's kind of, that's kind of it. Uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of women and men, you know, in different parts of the country aren't exposed to the different belief systems and, and peoples and, uh, education that people in the Bay area are. And so I guess some people would find that less desirable. Some people would find that it's more desirable, but, you know, I find it as a, as a more desirable prospect, but more desirable quality, but, uh, you know, to, to each its own. Thank you. And, and Neil, uh, from your personal experience dating in the San Francisco Bay, mm-hmm. what were your unique or maybe funny or maybe traumatic experiences? In All right. So, so uh, let's see, unique experiences that I have personally had in regards to Catholic dating in the Bay Area. Okay. Uh, I've been to a lot of different events and the events have been kind of opposite each other in terms of like the belief systems of the people that are attending, right? So I've been to events for in, uh, for the Oakland Diocese, Oakland, California, uh, you know, everybody's kind of there and pushing the vaccine and very liberal and so on and so forth. This is a Catholic event, right? So, and then I've been to an event down in like Fremont where it's like, I felt like I was at some like Mormon compound. I was like, get me out of here because it was like so conservative and so weird. So, uh, yeah, like there's definitely a lot of different um, events to cater to uh, whichever brand of Catholicism you are. So uh, what else? Oh, uh, yeah. But there's parish events. There's uh, diocese events. There's uh, there's a lot of different Facebook groups in the Bay Area uh, to cater to different types of Catholics. And like I'm going to uh, I'm going to an event in Sacramento on Saturday, like a Valentine's Day dance in Sacramento. Wow! Oh. And uh, you know who knows what's going to happen there, right? And I and I hate to dance, so uh, yeah, we'll see. But uh, yeah, just like a lot, there's just a lot to do, and uh, yeah. It's good that you're open to going to events like that. Uh, mm-hmm. How about your experience dating someone? Like, what were your memorable uh-huh. experiences dating? Um, someone or maybe uh, maybe some women one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Um, so, okay, would you say, are you, are you talking about like challenges or what? Yes, challenges. Or maybe and anything could be challenges, could be unique experiences, it could be mm-hmm. someone. Um, anything you want to share about your dating experience. Okay, uh, yeah. So, let's see. I would say like 
just kind of trying to navigate like the different uh, types of Catholicism that you run into, right? So like, for example, like I may date a girl that doesn't, that isn't like seven of seven in terms of her belief systems, right? She might be like, you know what? Like a lot of Catholics in the SFA area are pro-choice, right? Now that's going to drive a lot of traditional Catholics crazy, right? Mm -hmm. But, you know, if the woman is really good for you, it's like, are you going to sacrifice a potentially good relationship? Oh, because she doesn't hold like every single one of your like uh, political views, right? I know, and I think so many people like want to make this a black and white issue. Like, oh, they're either Catholic or they're not Catholic. But it's more complicated than that, right? There's a lot of girls out there that, you know, are good for you and you don't want to pass them up. And uh, if, you keep, if you keep trying to, you know, find the one who's like holds every single one of your belief systems, it's like, you're going to be out of luck. Right. So at some point, you know, you got to look at the big picture. Like I want to have a family. I want to get married. I want to have kids. Right. I want to be happy. So, you know, it is what it is. Right. Um, I guess say that's the main, that's the main, uh, it's the main challenge, but uh, you know, crazy. Have you ever, have you ever met someone who you thought was the one or could be the one? Ooh. Okay. No, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm seeing like a girl now who, mm-hmm. you know, you know, is a casual Catholic and that's fine. Like, you know what? She's Catholic. I'm good with it. Right. So, you know, we'll see. But uh, <laughs> would I, would, have I met anyone who is the one? I, you know, I don't know. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, sometimes, you know, I've heard of love at first sight. I've heard that sometimes it takes time to, to grow. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know. What, what about you? Uh, yes, I met I met uh, someone who I thought could be the one. Uh-huh. Uh, we didn't end up together. Well, if you thought they were the one and they weren't the one, they weren't the one, right? Yes, I just thought. So maybe I was wrong in thinking mm-hmm. that he could be the one. But mm-hmm. yeah, so, so I'm just grateful that I, I meet men who... I've met men mm-hmm. who are good, who are good, right? Um, I yeah, remember true. quotes from Jackie Fran- Jackie Angels. She uh-huh. said, God will not show you gold and give you silver. So I felt yeah. like I love this gold. Um, not in, in terms of money, you know, gold in terms of values, in terms of how you connect. So so for me, that's a message from God that there is someone out there who mm-hmm. you yeah. Well, I've gotten, you know, I've gotten plenty of messages from, from God, or so I thought, you know, about certain women and, uh, you know, maybe it doesn't always uh, work out or maybe the messages weren't as, you know, important as you originally thought they were. So, uh, you know, who knows, but uh, life's a journey, right? Right. And uh, it's full of surprises. (laughs) So Neil, um, how, what do you look for in a spouse? So you, you mentioned you want to get married, Uh you want to kids. So what are the qualities you're looking for in a spouse? All right. So I identified two qualities that I think are very important for me. Okay. Uh, Number one, they're supportive, right? I think, you know, that is so important that a woman or a guy, right, supports you, but also, okay, gets you out of your comfort zone. And this is another thing. I think this is so important for future relationships that, your spouse or, or the person that you're considering, you know, to marry or whatever, uh, basically challenges you. Okay. Because that's really what marriage is, right? Isn't marriage kind of a quest 
to uh, make you and your spouse a more holy person. So shouldn't your significant other take it upon themselves to make you more holy and more and bring you closer to God? And then you likewise, you should bring your spouse, you know, make your spouse more holy and bring them closer to God. Right. And and, you know, in order to do that, you have to change uh, as the relationship progresses. And uh, if you're not changed, if you're the same person you were when you met your spouse, right, then something's wrong because we should all, you know, as humans, we should always be evolving and uh, trying to better ourselves, right? So, uh, yeah, so your spouse should be supportive and support you in, you know, whatever endeavors you have, as long as they're not really stupid. And then they should basically tell you they're stupid and tell you to do something else. Uh, and then also just get you out of your comfort zone, make you more holy, make you bring you closer to God and uh, keep you accountable, right? Right. So those right, two work in challenge you those are the two things you're looking for no and then also uh, growth potential and i think we discussed this earlier basically is that person yeah. going to grow in the relationship you know are they are they going to stay the same or are they going to be a different person in 10 to 20 years right um yeah so you don't want somebody who's going to stay the same you want somebody who's going to grow and evolve so growth potential uh it means that you know they uh they want to better themselves they want to uh, get promoted in their career or get another career, or they want to uh, be healthier or be a better person, uh, volunteer more, right? They should always like look for somebody who uh, wants to better themselves, mm-hmm. okay? And not somebody who's like happy with who they are and they're never gonna change, right? That's not, that's not healthy. Yeah. Oh, also uh, loyalty, loyalty mm-hmm. is very important. You want yep. someone who always has your back, Okay, no matter what, unless it's a really stupid idea. Okay, uh, <laughs> but yeah, always want somebody that always has your back and is gonna support you and uh, be behind you no matter what, right? So. Mm-hmm. How about uh, deal breakers? What are your deal breakers? Ooh, boy. You know <laughs> what, I did not I did, I did not write notes. You're, you're, put, you're putting, me on the, putting me on the spot here. Yes. Okay, <laughs> deal breakers. <sighs> okay. So to be completely honest, like so many guys and women are just like, oh, I want someone that you know doesn't play games or doesn't have any drama. Now, for me, I like my one of my guilty pleasures is I almost kind of like the difficult girls because I like playing the games, right? Because it's like challenging, it's entertaining. But you know, after a certain amount of time, you know, no more games, right? You want to you want to make your intentions clear. Uh, so I would say, girls that are insistent on uh playing games long in the long term you know that's a no-go and uh also um deal breakers look for women that have a history of short-term relationships because that's never a good sign right it means they it means they just can't hold a relationship and that's usually uh you know that's some red flags so uh god what else um and deal breakers that's right. You know what? I mean, yeah, drama and uh, and also just not wanting to grow as a person mm-hmm. and not wanting to challenge and not wanting to challenge yourself mm-hmm. uh, or, you know, even consider changing your opinions on like anything. Right. So, yeah, lack of growth potential and uh, and uh, long term drama. So, yeah, that's kind of I'd say those are my two deal breakers right there. Okay, how about women who smoke or things like that? Women who who have tattoos, 
we well, might- I mean, I smoked for like 10 years. Like, I mean, I quit like two years ago. So, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bust someone for smoking cigarettes for 10 years, you know, Every, you know, everybody parties in their twenties. It is what it is. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I would say if they're still like smoking weed or I would say if they have unhealthy habits, like in their late twenties or thirties, mm-hmm. or they drink too much in their thirties, it's like, no, you know what? It's like, you had your fun in your twenties. You got past that. Right. So it's time to grow up. So, but yeah, I know this podcast is geared towards people in their thirties. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Thank you, Neil. So Neil, you're in the San Francisco Bay area. We talked about mm-hmm. dating in the, in your area. Would you consider dating someone who is outside your area? Maybe another state in the U.S. or maybe in another country? Long distance. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know what? Depends on, depends on the girl. Um, I mean, she's going to have to be a special girl for me to, to uh, fly to another part of the country or another country in general. Right. Uh, she, she's going to be pretty special. But you know what? Anything can happen, right? Now, one of the good things about living in the SFA area is you're never short of prospects. So, uh, you know, if I lived in like, you know, Ohio in a small town, then, you know, maybe I may have to fly to another part of the country or fly to, you know, Venezuela or something, who, who knows. But uh, mm-hmm. luckily for me, I live in a pretty uh, diverse populated area with a lot of different, with a lot of good prospects. So, you know, I hopefully I don't have to do that anytime soon, but you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. What was the most special thing you, you ever did for someone you liked? Or maybe someone you're, you were in a relationship with? Ooh, the most special thing I did for someone I liked? Boy. You know what? I don't... To be, to be honest, Shaw, I don't know. I mean, I really... I, I got nothing. Like, I, I can't say I've, like, ever done anything that's, like, spectacular. I've never, like pick them up and like taking them to like a, you know, five-star resort or I've never like sent them like anything like expensive. I know that, they, I know that sounds bad, but I just like, I've never like really done anything like that. Now it doesn't mean I won't do something like that in the future, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, we'll see. Okay. What was the most special thing someone has ever done for you? Someone you love or someone who likes you? Oh my God. Oh, <laughs> let's see. You know what? I mean, I'm not really one on like, kind of like grand, grandiose, grandiose uh, signs of affection. I just prefer like, you know, small daily things, right? Like just, you know, be supportive and, uh, you know, turn on the coffee machine in the morning and, you know, whatever, right? So, you know, small stuff like that. So I can't really, I would say there's really no stories of, you know, anybody I've dated doing like big grandiose things for me, which is okay. I'm fine with that. So. Yes, I think it's the little things that matter really the little things you do consistently. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, that's true. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Neil. So, wow, we're, we're almost um, about to wrap up our conversation uh-huh. before that. Is there anything you would like to ask me or women in general? Ooh, okay. Specific questions. Um, all right. I don't have a specific question, but I would say for the women that are watching this, uh, if you have an alternate opinion, another viewpoint, or just plain hated what I said, uh, which is fine. Uh, I'd love to hear from you and uh, you can give me your two cents. Uh, so yeah, that's about it. Okay, so speaking of you wanting to hear from women or men who are listening or watching this podcast, if someone would like to get in touch with you, maybe this person would like to get to know you better or would like mm-hmm. to chat with you or read your work, how, mm-hmm. can, how can they reach you? All right, so I got a website. 
So neilrodriguez.com. So N-E-A-L, Neil Rodriguez with an S, uh, dot com. Okay. And then also my email, and that has links to all my uh, social media profiles, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Okay. And then also my email is neil, N-E-A-L dot M as in Mike dot Rodriguez with an S at gmail.com. So that's my, uh, that's my uh, points of contact. Okay, we'll also put the links in the description so you can uh, reach Neil. And I really encourage you to read his works because he writes really well. And that's one from that's from the perspective of someone who writes books and just people mm-hmm. who write books. Yeah, please uh, subscribe to my website because I'm going to try to like new stuff like every single day. So yeah. Oh, also, Shaw, I want to yeah. get in like a Catholic romance competition with you about like we're going to write like Catholic romance, like short little Catholic romance novels. And the uh-huh. first one to like make it big wins. Okay, so wow, yeah. <laughs> okay, send me more details about it. I will. I've never seen sure. a novel before, but it's something that I'd like to do as well if God calls me to do it, mm-hmm. because I feel writing um, writing nonfiction is totally different from writing fiction, or writing novel. So it's a different skill, although mm-hmm. writing just the same, but it's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know what? I can just. I do my short stories every day. I can literally just create these like grandiose plots like in my head in like five minutes and just like boom, put it down in like 20 uh-huh. minutes. Like, yeah, no, I can't. Like that, that, that the story of Ukraine I wrote, I wrote that in like 15 minutes. I just came up with it like randomly. So I can do that. Like I'm totally capable of doing that. You're so creative. Wow. Thank you. you know, do you have any um do you have any words for your fellow Catholic single men out there who are listening right now? <sighs> okay. Catholic single men. Yeah. Okay. Also, okay. This is another thing that I didn't really touch on because I kind of like had like a brain fart for like two minutes there, like early in the interview. Okay. But a problem in the Catholic, the young Catholic community is it's kind of cliquey. Okay. So it's sort of, so it's like all the same people and they all know each other. Right. And it's like all like these people, like they kind of like, associate in these like high schoolish like clique groups okay my advice for catholic for young catholic guys is get out of those cliques okay because it's like not healthy all right and you got these women who like date a bunch of guys in the in, in the group and then it's like all drama it's like high school just get, get out of those catholic cliques and try to find catholic women that don't that maybe you know go to a parish but aren't like really active in the Catholic community, because you may find that that may be the type of person that you're actually better, better off with than someone who's like super active in these like Catholic cliques. Right. Um, God, what else? Also just stop like obsessing. Like if they don't believe like everything you want, right. Like they don't have to, and that's not, that's not going to make or break the relationship. Okay. Like you don't have, like you don't have to believe everything she believes and she doesn't have to believe everything you believe. And as long as like those core beliefs, like the, like the really important core beliefs are the same, it's good enough. It's fine. Listen, you got like 20, 30, 40 years to work on that stuff. Okay. So in, in the course of the marriage, don't obsess about it right now. Okay. Because you know, half the battle is just getting married. Right. And then once that's done, it's like, you got a whole another battle, 20 more, 20 more years of battling with your spouse. So uh, yeah. Don't obsess if they don't meet every single, you know, box, you know, they don't check every box or meet every single requirement you want. 
right? So that's another thing. Love it. Thank you, Neil. Thank you for sharing your bro advice mm-hmm. with the bros. Thank you, yeah. and I really enjoyed this interview. I learned a lot from you. And thank mm-hmm. you for being so game and for, for being so open to share your thoughts and um, your insights, especially uh, as regards dating. So mm-hmm. thank you. Thank you, Neil. All right. Thanks, Shaw. You're welcome. So thank you for listening to our podcast or if you're watching this via YouTube, thank you. If you have any comments or any questions you would like me to ask our our succeeding guests, please feel free to write in the comment section. And please follow us on Instagram at Joy and Peace Podcast. Joy and Peace Podcast. So that's our Instagram handle. And if you have any questions or if you are a single man or woman and you would like to guest in this podcast, email us at joyandpeacepodcast.com at gmail.com again that's joy and peace podcast at gmail.com again thank you for listening and see you in our next episode god bless you all right i hope you enjoyed the podcast just a disclaimer the views of the host and the guests in his podcast should not be construed as experts advice but as their personal insights and opinions Thank you for listening to the Joy and Peace Podcast for Catholic Singles. Follow and DM us on Instagram at Joy and Peace Podcast or email us at Joy and Peace Podcast at gmail.com. See you on our next episode.